Have you ever had that feeling of panic rising in you that you could not breathe? Perhaps you're hyperventilating. Maybe you've only witnessed a panic attack in someone you love or somebody who's near you. This Monday evening around 11 p.m., I stopped breathing for a flash when my wife, Julie, got a note about the passing of our friends Chaya and Josh Hexter's golden son, Yakir Hashemin Komdemo. And I'm not sure when I'll breathe again. This sixth year, then, in addition to being in memory of my father, Rav Chaim Shmuel ben Zev, and Tibadul Chaim for the Rafua, Shlema of Sarabas Brindel, we thank our sponsors. For their continued sponsorship. It's also Zecher uh, Nismas Yakirya Min Ben Rabbi Yeshua, who was taken from us too early. Our Parsha Parshas Va'era, Raidaber Moshe Kain al Bnei Israel, Moshe Rabbeinu, back and forth with Akadosh Baruch Hu through Shmos, the first Parsha, beginning of the Parsha. Finally, Hashem gets him to speak to Bnei Israel, and he does so. Raidaber Moshe Kain. He said he does as he is told. And he speaks to Bnei Israel. Shamuel Moshe, they did not listen to Moshe for two reasons. What's Kotzer Ruach? Says the Nitziv, Nishimak Tsara. Shortness of breath. That inability to take a full, deep breath. This feeling that you can't breathe. It's difficult, says the Nitziv, when you can't breathe fully, to sit there and suffer through and be burdened with long speech that requires explanation and understanding and a length of ruach, a length of breath a higher level of physical and spiritual breath. That's the first reason that they did not pay attention. The second reason, very wonderful formulation. There was no opening to be opened. They didn't have the opening, they didn't have the opportunity to turn or to be turned to anything, to the words really to anything. And in fact, if you haven't noticed before, that's the end of Moshe Rabbeinu or Aaron speaking either to Bnei Israel or to the Zakanim for the rest of this week's parsha. They don't speak again to Bnei Israel until we're about to get to the 10th Maka, to the 10th plague. And there, uh, they, they have to go and start asking. They're told by, by Aaron, Moshe and Aaron to go ask their neighbors for and to bar to borrow clothes and to borrow silver and gold, and they're told again to take the carbon pesach, and so on and so forth. But for the rest of the parsha, it seems the strategy shifts from trying to sh to get Bnei Israel to leave, to saying that's just going to be too hard to get them to want to leave. Instead, let's get Paro to force them to leave. Let's get Paro to kick them out. There was no escaping; they would have to be thrown out because they were so distracted, short of breath, 
and hard at work. And then Sid points to a drasha that he gives later in Parshas Bo, Perke Gimel Pasuk Tes, connected to Tzvilin Vayalecha Laos Ayadecha. It'll be a sign on your arms, and a memory between your eyes, so that the Torah will be coming out of your mouth. Because with a strong hand, uh, Hashem will take you out from Mitzrayim. He links back to our Pasuk. And what is the Medrash saying? They were so invested and involved in a Vodah they, 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 they couldn't leave. They weren't ready to leave. They didn't want to leave. The first time when they heard that Hashem had remembered them, they believed and they listened and they bowed down. In the second time, Moshe tells them, Hashem says, I'm going to be your God. I'm going to be your Lord. That the hashgacha, the providence of Hashem, will be on them with their deeds. And therefore they weren't ready to go out till Hashem had to take them out against their will. And here it says the Nitziv is the key. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. On something that is difficult for a person to accept. Nidrashos harbe pa'ulos. You require many actions, many deeds. Lahashrish belave shemikoma kom kach. In order to root deeply in the heart that no matter what, it's going to be that way. Hashem sends Moshe and Aram to speak with B'nai Israel before going to Par. They don't or can't listen. From them on, Moshe and Aram don't speak to B'nai Israel until the last Makkah, until Korban Pesach, because the plan is to have Paro throw them out. If it up to them to leave, they would not. Moshe and Aaron don't even speak to B'nai Israel, as we said, again, in this whole Parsha. And there are two reasons. Shortness of breath, that they can't pay attention, and working so hard, workaholics, no opening to be open. What's the antidote? Doing a mitzvah, doing tefillin, learning Torah. How does that work? One, by focusing our attention and mind on an act, on a routine. For me, sometimes that could be running. Keeps the body going, doing these mitzvahs, doing these acts. It frees the mind, focuses the mind elsewhere so that we might breathe again. And the second, lahashrish believe, to root deeply in our hearts that there's a new reality, even when there is no opening to be opened. The act, the routine, opens us, becomes us, so that we might breathe again.
Jewish law and ritual can be felt as difficult and overwhelming at times. The rules of Avelis of mourning, sitting Shiva lo Aleinu, is one such example. Perhaps putting on tefillin daily for some might be viewed as such, as the Nitziv even suggests. But when we can remember that these are tactics and strategies, not the end game in and of themselves, we can begin to see how they help us get closer to Hashem to handle the shocks, challenges, and opportunities that life provides, whether we feel we are ready or not. They help us to breathe again. Yakir Hexter was a young man who understood this perspective and appreciated it. The discipline of routine, of running, of military life, school life, and halachic life. May his memory be a blessing and may it be a bracha for all of us to carry this opportunity with us of life, of connecting again with our breath through doing these mitzvahs and moving forward.